0: Good afternoon, dear listeners. You are tuned in to CJSR FM eighty-eight point five, and this is Moving Radio. I'm your host Christian Zip, and join me, please, won't you, for the next one half hour as we take a look at local Canadian and independent cinema. Well, we've actually got you know a show that has all three of those things wrapped up into one, which is really nice. The film in question that we will be examining today is called Rock paper dice enter it's going to be coming out on june 6th and will be premiering in this city At landmark cinemas and hopefully some other cinemas across the city as well. It was filmed right here in Edmonton. I know you didn't hear about it. It's it's, it's not that it's low budget, it's a smaller film, right? It's uh, a film that's a suspense thriller that makes every human being accountable for his or her actions using principles of power, chance and information, leverage and randomness. A series of events follow an intercepted diamond heist masterminded by an ordinary man named Roman who hacks into security protocols with the city of Strathaven, the North American hub for security and prosperity. Well, at least that's what I'm reading off of IMDb at this point, because they've succinctly uh, said the film much more better than I can at this point in time. But more importantly, who we've got in studio for what was a good chunk of time was the two filmmakers behind it, Kash Guani and Srila Chakrabarty. That's right, uh, I got to sit down with them in studio, not on the phone, so we were live face-to-face. So refreshing and great to be able to have that on the program every once in a while. And, uh, and they shared with me their vision about Rock Paper Dice Enter, and also about their experiences with it. It's fascinating, it's already been released in India, and it's been very successful so far, so now we're just gonna get a chance to see it here uh, in the coming month. That's right, June 6th is when Rock Paper Dice Enter drops and the next one-half hour. I take a look at the film with Cash and Srila, the duo behind the film. Joining me in the palatial studios of CJSR are a couple of filmmakers who are very excited about a project that they did here, uh, that did with a a majority Canadian crew, a lot of uh, Edmonton actors. It's a very exciting project, it's called Rock Paper Dice Enter. It opens June 6th at Landmark Theatres, exclusively, yes, is it an exclusive thing? Uh, Are you only dating them? So, so far, so yes, far. but you never know, <laughs> might pick it up. Yeah, and I like how that you're like, no, no, no we'll date as many people at once <laughs> as we possibly can. Shreela Chakrabarty and Cash Gowney, right? I said it right the first That's time, a, didn't yeah, I? But a nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, guys, thanks so much for coming into the studio.
1: It's a pleasure that you have us in.
0: No way. Trust me. It's, I'm lucky for to be here with you guys. And, <laughs> trust and, me.
2: And thank you for having us.
0: Yeah. Well, Rock Paper Dice, we were just talking before we actually sat down here. A uh, bit of a big deal, and we'll kind of get into some of that stuff. Uh, and the international, I guess, how it's 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 uh, playing in India right now, before it's even opened up here. We'll kind of get into that, but maybe let's let people know what the film's actually about. Uh, and that may be a long answer as well, because it's a quite detailed plot, right? Right.
1: Well, there's a there's a, a short description and a long descri- description. The short one is. You can choose whichever one you watch.
2: <laughs> really. well,
0: well,
1: let's talk the last
2: let story. Elaborate. I think, what, what do you do? Let's start the Sri Lanka story. Sri <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. uh, Lanka, <laughs> I mean, we uh, went the idea of. Uh, uh, not many, um, a guy and a girl, you know, get together and make films together as filmmakers. And I think uh, um, over the years we have done our uh, work for the filmmakers here in the country for the last 20 years. We have done our contribution. Um, so we've all been the the, the people behind the, the backs of this, some of the other films like Srila did sound for some of the major films here, feature films. i uh, worked tons of stuff, wrote for a lot of them. Eventually came to a point we should do something on our own. You know, every person has this ambition to do something on our own. So I was writing constantly, uh, and uh, as I wrote and completed a, a story or a project, never showed anyone. It is sad as manuscripts. I never published any books, uh, any of my screenplays, and just sat on them. Uh, the only person that was aware of this writing uh, uh, was Srila, because I in two thousand three I made a documentary called. Uh, Tall ship with a Big Heart, and it was uh, pretty much focused on when Bush went to war in Iraq. Um, I didn't like the whole idea of war. I mean, I don't like pretty much violence. Um, but it's the reality of our life. It's the reality of our, our evolution, even we've always had wars <laughs> and people fighting. And um, so... There was a little ship that went on circumnavigating navigating the Earth, a tall ship, on a friendship mission. And so irony was, the day it started, the day the first daisy cutter fell in, in Baghdad. I was like, ah, this is so unreal. Like, you know, there's a whole part of humanity that wants peace. A whole part of humanity wants to fight, you know. And I couldn't justify it in my head. Cutting short, the documentary, uh, I mailed it to Srila, and that's how our friendship started. So she knew I was writing. And... Um, November 4th, uh, 2011, um, uh, the the place I worked got sold out to another big organization as a corporate shift. So instead of continuing with them, I took a big package and I walked away.
1: We were on the phone. He called and said, I just lost my job. Hmm. And my reaction was... That's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not often that people will say it like that. You know. yeah, Fantastic, you're
2: unemployed. I said, uh, finally, I said, that's our
1: window. We I can didn't make a feel movie. unemployed.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was. I mean, I never felt that way. I mean, there's, yeah. this country is full of opportunities. It was like, okay, so one door closes, second door opens up. It's a very yeah. karmic way of looking at it, right? Now, I had never met Shrela over those years. Uh, we? It was a phone. Fo- this is pre-Facebook, pre-social media. It was one phone call. Uh, and there was a,
1: just email at the office. At the office, <laughs> and
2: then we had um, uh, uh, a lot of people don't buy this, you know. They think we know each other because we look so similar, <laughs> but uh, no. The thing was we had never met uh, physically, at least. Uh, on the phones, yes, then later Skypes and all this stuff. But uh, uh, I didn't know how she looked. I had no clue until the Facebook happened. So it's um, it's a fantastic journey. And uh, so on that day, she said, "I know you've been writing. Uh, what's the thing you think can become a feature film?" And I had uh, written a manuscript called Once Upon a Lama, a story of a guy who uh, gets paranoid, goes under under a desk and uh, calls Dalai Lama. And so it was 300 pages of conversation between the right and wrong with Dalai Lama. And uh, the character in 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 that whole thing was schizophrenic. And so I said, you know what, this can become an awesome thriller if I reposition it and rewrite it. And so I threw the idea and... That became Rock, Paper, Dicenter, and I, from 4th of November, I started writing it, and on February 14th, I registered it worldwide, uh, and said, this is your gift, and I emailed her the entire screenplay. And that's how it started, so we still hadn't met. We had never met. We physically.
1: shot half the film.
2: 60% of the film was shot uh, till we actually physically met.
0: No, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is yeah. That's I I don't even know how that that works <laughs> per se. Where you're like, no, no, I totally trust him.
2: No, I, I can or, tell you what. You know, how it vice works.
0: versa, even that's that's how deep that probably goes, right? But you, I mean, clearly you kind of laid the groundwork for that relationship so that it was implicitly already there, and it's like, I know that she or he knows what they're doing, and and I'm okay with it, right?
2: Uh, We call it, I think me and Srila have a nice code for it. We call it faith, hope, and trust. And I think every humanity, every human should have it. If we have that, you know, uh, tons of things won't go wrong. And that's what happened. Nothing went wrong in the film. Everybody that got on board was with the right uh, meaning, right uh, energy behind it, and see where it's gone. I mean, I think anything you do in your life, it's important to have that element grounded in there. And uh, success is bound to happen. It's just a matter of time
1: and uh the before we started working on the film i was doing my research mm-hmm. to see what's happening in this uh, hd film wor- film world in canada and uh and the idea of of making a feature in edmonton like i don't know how difficult it was it was just an idea it's something that that you know um I always wanted to do. That's always been my goal in filmmaking. Um, but how do? How is it possible to do it? And so, using this model of faith, hope, and trust, it's like, okay, you deliver a script, then I will incorporate the company. We will build it out of here. We have resources. Let's start talking to people. Let's see who we can. Um, who else um, can join us in this? in this adventure. And of course, all the way along, it's like doors kept slamming and mm-hmm. and uh, um, there's already this, this structure in place, how people who do make larger uh, projects, how they work. We only have one and a half crews in Edmonton. So if they're occupied, it means you can't, you know, you're out of luck. Um, but uh, I had have... I have had the privilege of working with um, our pro crews in Edmonton, um, like working in the industry for 20 years kind of has its benefits, right? So they, I, I knew that there, that a lot of people are starving for working on a good project. So because we were sitting on an awesome story um, oh, this is the other fun part of this journey. Um, when Cash shared with me the script, um, we had a gag order on ourselves to not share the story, um, because we didn't want to go down that whole route of, um, of dissecting the story to the point where, where you kill it at the development stage. So we knew we liked the story. Like, I loved it. Um, Cash loved it.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously you get biased to what you own, right? right. But, mm. I mean, <laughs> what, what happened? It was from my brain, I mean. <laughs> Peaceful Tibetans are burning themselves alive. What nonsense. We can help them. Americans will have to listen. The people who walk out that door free are the ones who tell the truth. Now I become Death, the destroyer of the world. They don't know you. Relax. Your security is at stake. Mr. Patel, sorry to disturb you like this. As you may be aware, there was an incident.
1: Phantom 6 is reversible with due process.
2: But, but, you know, look back all the people that have been successful uh, and super successful and uh, one thing that's common between them and we read about them all the time is they're convinced in what they're doing. So, and then it brings some balance in the financial aspect of it and actually delivering aspect and finding the balance. And it was important. And and so from two character once upon a Lama, to Rockwell Dyson, which became 22 characters, main lead characters uh, or or sub-lead. And the kind of age groups and the diversities and the complexities of characters, the way we were going to cast it, the way we planned it. We thought Hollywood is following it. Uh, We thought they wanted to capture those market spaces. But uh, we did not have doors to those studios. And I think they would look upon us and say, yes, they did it right, because I think that's one of the reasons, uh, if you look at the film, we have people from every walks of life, and we have very matured actors within the industry that have worked here, from Edmonton, who have done a fantastic job. And these are the kind of actors in the age group which they all say that, you know, at our age to get a role like that, to actually walk in, it was awesome for them. And then all our future scripts are pretty much built around them, and we're going to reuse most of them. I think uh, uh, particularly because the kind of energy they brought on board, uh, and the rewards are awesome. The fact that our only reward was okay, this is the kind of monies we have. It is not great for, you know, for any... Uh, you know, big studio projects and stuff like that. We but get we that. we want to make a film. We want to make a film, and then yeah. with legs. And what we're going to do is, our payback would be, uh, I, we'd make sure that we distribute across the world, and whatever it takes. And uh, w- and what we're going to hit the big and screens. And hit the, hit the big screen. So that satisfying aspect of it was when it started happening. Now we can go back and tell all these people who contributed with us and say, listen, you know what? We delivered what we promised, right? Uh, you guys delivered what you guys promised. And that's what it's called success is. And so it's not about, it's not about money on your table, but that's what success relates to, and that it breeds more success, and it's going to continue because it's contagious. And I believe uh, same thing with failure. So one thing we're trying to avoid, all that aspect was, we will succeed, no matter how, no matter what. And money was not the criteria. I think, in arts world, it's not about money. It's about if you have the right story to tell, people listen to it.
1: Yes. And the other, and the other part of it too is uh, putting creativity on the table. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like our assets are <laughs> our creativity, what we can do with what we have.
2: And, and the guys, that, I mean, all all the actors and actresses that are from Edmonton. If, they, if you look them on the screen, I mean, I'm sure you'll go and watch the film. I mean, they beat any any stars out there. They look awesome. They act awesome. They sound awesome. The film looks, um, you know, out of this out of this world. Everybody put a lot of effort in there. I mean, so it's a visual medium. It's important. So, I mean, I can name every actor and, and I'd probably just get started rolling on. But nobody. I mean, they won't believe themselves how they look on the screen. They haven't seen the film. A lot of them haven't. Yeah, oh, our really? cast and crew have uh, not crew seen, the seen the They're film. They're
1: dying to see it. <laughs> you're like, you're
0: gonna
2: have no way.
1: Just like the script, we didn't share the script with uh, yeah. with the actors before they got their parts.
2: And they walked into Srila's home, um, big circle, uh, hundreds <laughs> of people sitting in one huge room. I'm on Skype. I didn't meet a lot of them. Oh, actually, most of them, like Srila. Oh, yeah, so we, uh,
1: so nobody met Cash. Um, yeah. We had Cash, and Cash was playing the lead role of Roman. Um, so we had him on Skype.
2: <laughs> and, and and my casting was also accidental because uh, uh, we had given the script a lot of big uh, stars, hoping that somebody uh, would probably be interested. But I think uh, the problem with a lot of a lot of whole structure, the way it's all structured, is they. Uh, they they see the wrong end first. They want to see what's the budget on the film, da dee, do, and then miss out on completely. And that's the reason I get to give to credit to all the Edmontonian actors and actresses and art and artists because they didn't see that aspect. They saw the potential in, in trailer uh, being uh, from here. And I think uh, um, uh, part of the whole thing is a thank you because I think. Uh, they not just opened doors for Srila and me, but also for themselves in return. They saw the whole cycle and potential. I think that's that's the biggest thing uh, that happened out of Edmonton. I'm 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 pretty lucky to be part with those people, you know, and have them as friends forever. I mean, when you work on a film, you really become friends forever because they it's etched in blood, you know. It's there always. You die and go. The film's there. So I think that friendship remain. Hey guys, my
0: name is Ray Guinari. You can get info on my last two films, Harvard on Hudson and Buffalo Boys, by visiting my website, Raymondguinary.com. That's R-A-Y-M-O-N-D-G-U-A-R-N-I-E-R-I. Whew, that's a mouthful. This is Moving Radio on CJSR. Thanks for listening, guys.
2: C. C I want something with less image
0: and more substance J I can chew on that's not sugar-coated F I want meaning, something, something worth, believing worth believing in, in.
2: Um, CJSR gives that platform to people because community radio can just never be uh, undervalued CJSR,
0: why do we love 30 years of community radio in Edmonton? Sure, hi my name's Arnold, uh, I've been supporting CJSR for a long time and uh, CJSR means to me uh,
1: independence, community and independence all at once just to bring together everybody's energy it's it's fantastic and it opens your mind to all sorts of different music as well uh if you listen to all the shows with an open mind you'll leave with uh with a full head for sure
2: cjsr celebrating 30 years of community radio on 88.5 fm
0: Uh, the film in question, Rock, Paper, Dice, Enter, opens June 6th. You can catch it at a landmark and hopefully other places. Uh, that's we're crossing our fingers for that so far. So we'll let you know if there's more. Yeah, go ahead, sorry, before I cut you off there.
1: Um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's what Did, I do. That's what
0: all good interviewers do. They're like, look, I've got <laughs> business i got to get out of the way, Shreela. Put what you got on hold. <laughs> we talked the... a lot about the production, right? Uh, maybe let's let them know a little bit because you've, kind of, you've given some really nice, you know, uh, little hints at what the film is about. Yeah. <laughs> what no, what can, can people talk. expect okay, to see? Okay. I'll explain the title without, without giving too much away. I mean, this isn't about uh, rock papers
2: and literally dice. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, so no,
1: it's not. Well,
2: <laughs> well, well, th- the title has its own meaning. A lot of people say, "What is what does Vaki think about this title?" And this title credit goes to to Shreela because when I wrote the script, Wonderful. I I I wanted to continue "Once Upon Lama," and for some reason, uh, "Lama" uh, in North America means a camel, <laughs> but again, "Lama" actually uh, is a priest, a monk, uh, in the Tibetan uh, uh, aspect of it, right? Uh, but
1: who knows who knows about, you know, Tibetan monks? All here? Right. So uh, I mean like, we know Dalai Lama. We know Dalai
2: Lama. So it's like okay, I'm like, how do we reposition it? So rock mm. is diamonds. Paper is you write something on it. Dice, you play a game of more divination in the in the movie. Enter is a computer key. And all four come together in the last thirty seconds of the film. So that's how... So that's
1: the that's literal meaning. That's the literal
2: meaning of mm-hmm. the film, right? So uh, if you're intrigued enough uh, with the title, you go and watch the film because um, the film takes you uh, to the entire journey. Uh, a guy steals $30 million of the diamonds and makes six phone calls. And you start deciphering it. So that's the fun. In the last 30 seconds, everything unravels. So it'll bring... Uh, uh, so the, the, the audiences in this film could be anybody from 15 as old as possible right because the uh, experience is day to day so that's the story and it's a trilogy so it doesn't end there actually so this story is a story by itself but the film continues so Rock is a series of films um, Rock up Mirror Control and Rock with Cloud Escape so two more uh, right after this but those are not the ones you're going to make I think there's a the next film between which is completely different but those two will follow at some point uh, yeah go ahead go ahead
1: um, no you always like you're always about to ask another question so. <laughs> no keep
2: going I think the challenges I think I've done my talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the challenges I've done my part of the talking I think you yeah. should direct some questions at her because you know it was a lot yeah. of energy on her side
0: well, I, I think it's important, too, to kind of address that as well. I, I think one of the things that you kind of discussed a little bit about was working relationship-wise, and we talked about that, and I thought that was really fascinating that you guys, like, hadn't really necessarily met face-to-face but had clearly kind of shared your ideas together. So you laid down this foundation of trust. But And maybe the challenging part for you, Shwila, is that, you know, this, this is a bigger jump for you, right, in that having to take on a project of that size and organize it um, – you know, what What was more challenging for you, this idea of the logistics of trying to make the film happen itself or more of dealing with the story and having to make sure you take care of the actors and getting the vision you want out of it? Because there are two different things you have to handle.
1: Um, the fact that Cash wrote the story took a lot of that creative burden off of me mm-hmm. because um, I could always lean on him to interpret his vision. So I saw the whole film as an interpretation of um, what he was trying to communicate through the story. So um, so just in our conversations we could um, like as soon as I could start to visualize something it was easy to to translate it onto screen um, and the characters that were involved um, the scenarios were um, were such like we were we had it. We had the kind of parameters where there's um, there's only so much you can do in this space. So um, so that was creative, but not challenging. It was actually I was actually freed from. Um, I could let actors do their thing. Um, you know, I would just kind of set up. Like, this is what you can do within these parameters. Um, pick this, give them choices, give them a, a palette to choose from, and then they took it away. So, um, so being on set, it was very liberating. I had, this was the film that I had the most fun on in all of my projects, even though everything was huge and were, like, you know, swinging off of fast-moving cars and all that stuff. Um, it, was, it was fun, I actually had fun working, <laughs> um, and the fact that we had a hundred percent creative control meant that uh, nobody was breathing down our necks to like change budget items and and this kind of stuff. We made all the calls, <laughs> so yeah. that was very liberating as well.
2: What what helped? Uh, when there's something Srila is probably forgetting here. Uh, the way she casted the film, I think it's actually pretty um, pretty intriguing. You know, she is uh, for lack of she wanted. To get certain people in this project and she, she had seen their potential um and she has uh, auditioned people in parking lots uh, <laughs> you <can go> on. <laughs> no, seriously that's a fact oh yeah and
1: so that was like uh, part of our limitations was you know we weren't going to spend dollars unnecessarily on you know um rental spaces so mm-hmm. i did i would um you know um i i did
2: like she told me a story once. She said she was in a parking lot. She pulled out his camera and tripod, and this particular person, we won't name the person, was auditioning, and and, and then a bunch of drunk guys say, Why are you guys making what you're making? You know how, the, how drunk guys can start mm-hmm. off, right? So it was hilarious. So I think a lot of things got captured on tape. We have that kind of stuff. Right? I, I auditioned at
1: the IKEA parking lot <laughs> because one of the uh, actors um, lived out by Beaumont, and so just... Timing, scheduling-wise, it was difficult for her to come into the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And some very well-known
2: actors from the city actually came back uh, 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 because they couldn't do project earlier. But when they heard Ash is moving forward, they came back and even did um, like guest appearances. Uh, we kind of created uh, oh, spots yeah. for them. It was actually pretty interesting. So w- w- the, the bottom line is, Srila put a lot of effort. Local uh, relationships uh, make them work.
1: And again, that was like part of the interpretation of the story. Like uh, knowing. Uh, having, again, the privilege of knowing people in the city. Um, Edmonton is boasting with um, with talent. True. There's lots of talented actors in this city. There's no shortage. Um, and I've seen them in films. Um, and it's like you knew exactly who could play which role. and uh, But we still auditioned everybody. And uh, I was actually... Um, pleased how much interest there was from people here who wanted to work on this on this movie.
0: Were you worried there wouldn't be necessary? Other people might be skeptical about it.
1: Um, well yeah, it's like uh, there is a lot of um, um, lack of trust or lack of confidence in people being able to pull off a movie. Usually lots of movies get made and then never finished. And so you make a lot of promises, and, and then you just can't deliver. And uh, um, and I've never worked on anything that didn't reach its goal. Like, that's kind of the, you know...
2: Yeah, it really established the, the fact that uh, it's possible. And I, 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 in the beginning of the show, I actually talked about it, uh, why it became successful and mm-hmm. what people saw. Uh, I think... Uh, I mean, this is the same question uh, some other channels have asked me. You know, how did it complete? I said you never lose sight of it. It's a, it's a destination. You have to, you know, keep your eyes on it and just complete the journey. Like you know, like if you're going from here to New York and taking a road trip, and you know, you you are going to New York, you're not going to Chicago. Like, you're not just going to bail mm-hmm. somewhere like, along the way. I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, some people just get stuck somewhere for a while before they actually get to the end of it, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. and that's that's something else. We had timelines. Like I, I come f- from a corporate background, so... Mm-hmm. And there was a big a big, big, big uh, debate with Trila. Uh, the biggest challenge was timelines. So I'd put timelines on it. I said, this is the timeline, this is again. timeline. We like, would have all these uh, uh, calls between me and her, like, We'd be on phone for sometimes eight hours a day, like I want this timeline, like that. And still, we so a missed big, a lot of them. A big
1: part of our budget was time.
2: Time. So time is money, right? So yeah. So the music aspect, we we changed four music directors, um, <laughs> because she wasn't happy with everything that's coming through the door, and was so we we were reconstructing the film again and again. We had the cut in, in end of two thousand thirteen. No, sorry. Yeah, two thousand thirteen December, but uh, the muse. The music. Oh, 2012. Sorry, what I'm talking about. Yeah, December. And so by Feb, uh, Jen Feb, all the music directors that we're working on just was not cutting it. She, we wanted specific music, and most of the critics that have written about this film or uh, the movie buffs, right? They talk about the music, but it does hit the bull's eye. And so Sri branding uh, worked towards it because she came from the sound background, you know. Uh, I came come from the uh, from the world, part of the world where movies are celebrated every day every second uh, though I've been in Canada for 25 years uh, the interesting element was we had to bring all that together and make it um, a North American film this was not a Bollywood film this was not a Hollywood film this was our film what Canada looks like today
1: and that was part of our um, initial conversations was we wanted to make a um, an international film um, and it had to be it was international it had to be entertaining um so in order, to, in order to achieve that, it's like um, it had to have what I considered um, the cool factor. Yeah. So if it has a cool factor, then you know we've got a film. So we need a cool look, we need a cool um, a cool sound, we need a cool atmosphere, um, and not necessarily um, not necessarily, you know, um, artistic or stylized.
0: All right, that about wraps it up for this week's edition of Moving Radio, a half an hour special on Rock, Paper, Dice. And to remember to catch it on June 6th, that's right, that's when it comes out, and Landmark Cinema and hopefully other places as well. If you want to know more about the film, I got a special insider bit of information for you people. That's right. Next week is going to be part two of my focus on Rock, Paper, Dice, Enter. So in two weeks' time, you can hear a little bit more as we get closer to the release date, although it won't be a full episode. Also, my good friend Kevin Martin is going to be stopping by. We're going to talk about all things Dead Fest. they got a screening that's coming up soon, and I'll probably have a couple other things on my plate to serve up to you as well. But coming up next, it's the finest in feminist radio.